Um, as you all know, if you have been coming to church for the past one month now, I would say in this month of May, we have been talking about the foundation of what? Of joy. We have been talking about a series of teaching regarding joy. Amen. You know, and, and, and joy is, is something that, you know, when I begin to think about and I meditate up, I look at myself, you know, because I always talk to myself. Hello. I talk to myself. I talk to myself. I ask myself questions before I start saying, what about that person? Or what about this? No, it's, it's not about that person. I think that's the problem that many of us face in these last days. We are saying, no, if he can do it and he's a pastor, eh, I can do it also now. Praise the Lord. Is he your standard? Is he the author and the finisher of your faith? No, it's not about anybody. It's about looking unto Jesus. Are you listening to me? It's about Jesus. He's the standard. He's the one that you are looking up to because men will fail you. Men will disappoint you. Praise the Lord. That is why I am so thankful. I am so thankful over and over and again. You know, not many ministries are you going to find like this in the last days. Humbled, you know, as are true to the word of God. Where, where the word of God is delivered as it is without adding and removing. Not many churches nowadays. Many churches have changed. Amen. Many churches are trying to blend with the world. And many people are being deceived because they like to hear certain things from the altar, which gratifies the flesh. But thank God you are under tabernacle. Thank God you are under a ministry where the word of God is undiluted. And I think we should be grateful to that. Let's put our hands together for Jesus for that. You know, you are in a place where the truth is given as it is. It is not, not minding who is going to be offended, not minding who is going to pack his bag and go praise the lord but you give the word as it is amen so when we talk about joy i'm not pointing at somebody else i'm looking at myself and saying god if you say this regarding me if you say this concerning me why isn't it happening hallelujah so i will be looking at joy from another perspective i know that by the special grace of god we have been blessed in different areas when we talk about joy but i want to look about joy in the context of what of it being what sustainable hello when i say sustainable joy i don't know if you understand what i'm talking about i'm not talking about joy for a moment i'm not talking about joy for a season I'm not talking about joy about the baby boy or a baby girl that was born. I'm not talking about the joy that comes when you get a promotion. I'm not talking about the joy when something happens and there's a testimony. I'm talking about the life of joy. Every single day is joy. Every day of your life is joy. Regardless of what's happening to you or what is happening through you or what's going through you or what you are passing through, that does not affect your joy. I'm talking about sustainable joy. The joy that sticks with you and stays with you forever. The joy that makes you to sing on the streets when there's no music playing. The joy that makes you to smile and somebody think that you are cuckoo up there. 
Are you understanding what I'm saying this morning? That's the joy I'm talking about. You can have joy right now in church because we are all gathered. We are all God's people. We get excited when we sing. We get emotional when we sing. And when you leave the church, where is your joy? When you walk out that door, where is your joy? When you go into Superstore, Walmart, where is the joy? Or you face a temptation or problem, where is that same joy? Joy that you were talking about in church. The joy of the Lord should be my strength. The joy of the Lord should be my strength. The joy of the Lord should be my defense. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Joy, sustainable. Joy, everlasting. Joy, forever. That's the joy I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the fake. I'm not talking about the momentary joy. I'm not talking about joy that you get from eating a good food. I'm not talking about joy that you get from anything else. But I'm talking about the ultimate the joy that the Holy Spirit gives, the joy that comes from heaven, the joy that it's like rivers of water flowing in you, the joy that knows no boundary, the joy that's infectious, that when people come around you who are sad, who are feeling morose and depressed, when they come around you, that joy that you carry on the inside of you that is coming out from outside can able to change somebody's situation who is sad or angry or discouraged you become contagious that joy touches the life of that person and the person's life turns around and you say you know what i want to know the secret of your success you don't wear good clothes like i wear you don't have a good house like i have you don't have a good car that like i have but where is your joy coming from are you listening to me that's the joy i'm talking about this morning if you are with me say hallelujah Cast me not away, O oh God, from your presence. This joy that we are looking at is not a joy that the world, of course, they don't know what joy is. What they have is happiness. Are you listening to me? And happiness is circumstantial. Happiness is different from joy. I hope we all know that. So happiness is just a momentarily, you know, feeling of satisfaction because something happened that make you to smile. Or you got something that made you feel good for that time that season happiness while that thing is still with you or while you are still in that atmosphere you are happy but the moment you leave there the happiness is gone that's happiness if the thing that excites you is taken away from you your happiness goes that's happiness it stays with the world but we are talking of joy and joy comes from who joy comes from who Oh, come on church, I need you this morning. Joy comes from who? Does it come from your husband? Does it come from your wife? Does it come from anything else? Does it come from your car, your materialist, the things that you have? Does joy come from those things? No, you must understand the author of joy. The author of joy is Jesus Christ himself. Praise the Lord. And through the Holy Spirit, we are able to exhibit and manifest joy. Somebody help me this morning. Amen. Praise the Lord. I have put together certain things that I would like to share with us this morning. Uh, just a few key points on what we can, you know, work on and, and you, know, you, know, you know, act as a guideline. Or perhaps you can go back home and, you know, dwell on it and meditate on it. And then begin to walk in the direction of joy. The fullness of joy in your life. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. As we said, there's no power of positive thinking that can what? That can give you joy. Joy is a supernatural work of the Holy Spirit. 
It is the characteristics of believers only. Praise the Lord. Galatians chapter 5 verse 22. We know the scripture. It says, but the fruit of the spirit is first what? Love. Then what? And then peace. But you can see that joy is one of what? The fruits of the Holy Spirit. So for you to be able to have this kind of joy that we are talking about, sustainable, everlasting joy, you must first have what? The Holy Spirit in your life, you know, by accepting Jesus Christ. Amen. So even as you know what joy is, my question to us this morning is that why should I be joyful? Why should I be joyful, Sister Esther, when I have not been able to pay my bill? Why should I be joyful? You tell me why should I be joyful? And you know what? My kids ask me for this and I have not been able to do it. Why should I be joyful? Why should I be joyful when the promotion that I've been fasting and praying for has not yet come and it's three years now in the making that I'm believing God for this business, I'm believing God for this testimony, it still has not happened. I am a child of God, I'm not a sinner, I didn't backslide, but I am still asking the question, why, Sister Jumoke, should I be joyful? Don't we ask these questions? I'm being realistic here this morning. Because I want us to understand certain things so that we will know how we have to tap into joy. Are you listening to me? That your joy is not going to be a momentarily joy. That you will understand the Holy Ghost joy. Tell your neighbor the Holy Ghost joy. Are you listening to me? The Holy Ghost joy. Those of us who were born in the early, early, you know, let me not go there. Hallelujah. Not nowadays millennials. Are you listening to me? Those of us of those days, those days Christianity, you see joy. When you see a believer walking on the street, you see joy. Even though the clothes is not looking good, she's wearing only slippers, you can tell she's joyful. But now, with all your ikele and all the gold and everything, no joy. Hallelujah. So that's what tells me joy is not in materialism. Are you listening to me this morning? Amen. Why should I be joyful? Can you tell me why? Can you tell me why? When some things happen that I didn't plan for. And it's costing me money. I didn't see it. I didn't do anything wrong. I searched myself. I don't have a testimony yet. Why should I be joyful? Hallelujah. These are questions that you can be, you know, pondering on back and forth but I'm going to tell you why you should be joyful because your joy is not based on the circumstances around you your joy is what rooted in who you are in in Christ let's look at this number one reason why you should be joyful you know is because God commanded it. So if you are not joyful, what are you doing? You are in flagrant disobedience to God. Because God has ordained, commanded, created you, and has said you should be joyful. Now if the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords say you should be joyful, who are you not to be joyful? Somebody says sing because he knows that you can sing. Isn't it true? 
when you tell your, your daughter or your son, say, do it. It's because you already know that he or she can do it. That's why I say, do it. No, but that, I say, do it. And he or she goes and does it. So for God to tell you to be joyful, it means you are an embodiment of joy. Hallelujah. The only enemy that will always want to talk you down and steal your joy, of course, is the devil. So if you recognize and you know that God has commanded you to be joyful, you have no choice. You have nothing to do with looking at your environment or looking at your surroundings or looking at your wallet or looking at what is happening or looking at the kind of job you are doing or looking at whatever, whatever, whatever. But to be what? Joyful. I will take you there. Now, I want you to look at John chapter 15 verse 11. John chapter 15 verse 11, I will beg you please help me engineers and display this thing quickly. Hallelujah. So that we will run this race to the final. John chapter what? 15 verse what? 11. He says, these things have I spoken to you. Why am I speaking these things to you? why am i telling you this thing says the lord do you think i'm into a business of failure do you think i just want to psych you up and get you excited i am telling you says the lord these things have i what spoken to you that what that your joy might remain in you and that what your joy might what be full so it's not only the joy being in you god is expecting you to exhibit the fullness of his joy so if you are not living in joy if you are not demonstrating joy you are just in outright disobedience to who to god a sin against him hallelujah you know he says we are commanded to be glad rejoice shout for joy joy is what is a deliberate act of obedience in response to who christ is so if you say because i haven't gotten what i'm praying for there's no answer yet therefore i'm going to squeeze my face what you are saying is that you are just in outright disobedience to God it's like you just a child comes to you and points his finger at you and start to blab rubbish that's what you are doing you have to live in joy how you are going to, to perpetually be in joy by the special grace of God we are going to look at it praise the Lord Psalm 32 verse 11 psalm 32 so i'm looking at why you should be what joyful when you understand why you should be joyful you will not allow any try to choke your joy are you understanding what i'm saying this morning when you understand that you need to be joyful you will guard against everything that will want to come and what poke it psalm 20 psalm 32 verse 11 says what he said be glad in the lord and what that is an outright commandment you don't have any choice you may not feel like i can tell you as a person my own testimony there 
times that I feel down. Everybody feels down. Sometimes things happen that, you know, you just didn't expect. Hallelujah. It's normal. You are still in the flesh. Hallelujah. But it's what you do that matters. It's not about the problem. It's how you respond to the problem that matters. Hallelujah. I have seen myself in really, really sad and, 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 and depressing situation. And I heard that people say, when you are sad or you are feeling, you know, in that kind of this, they start singing. I said, really? And they say, when you start singing, before you know it, there's an ambience. You know, you are lifted up. You just forget that thing. What I'm telling you now, by the grace of God, I've been doing for a very, very long time. But the first time I wanted to put this into practice, I said, let me try. They testified. They say, yes, yeah, so when I started singing, ah, I said, okay, I will sing. I started a song. It was cracking in first place because I was really depressed. There was no melody. The thing, there was not entering. Anyhow, I was just forcing myself to sing. But as I began to sing, one minute into two minutes, melody came. And as melody came, my atmosphere changed. My countenance changed. All around me changed. The heaviness was lifted. I didn't know when I lifted up my hands, I started worshiping. Joy! The devil knows the power in joy. He said, the joy of the Lord is what? It's my strength. So if you're talking about, I need strength. I, I, I'm weak, I'm weary. Where is your joy? Going to joy. Strength follows hallelujah so it tells me say you have to be glad in the lord and rejoice ye righteous and shout for joy all ye who are what i didn't say it i didn't say it. the word of god says it hallelujah why should i be glad philippians chapter 4 verse 4 says that rejoice in the lord always again i say what rejoice so do you see now that joy is a command or is a commandment are you listening to me rejoice in what in the lord sometimes rejoice in the lord when you feel like rejoice in the lord only when you get what you want rejoice in the lord always always for the bible says all things work together for good to them that love god if you love god even if it's a bad thing is working together for your good are you listening to me so you got to enjoy enjoy enter into it tap into the soul tap into the realm of rejoicing it's not something you have to contemplate it's something you have to plug into it's something you have to do i say rejoice rejoice again so we have seen that the reason why i should be joyful it's not because i really want to be joyful it's not because i like to be joyful it's because the lord commands me to be joyful and if i am a child of god i have to obey commandment isn't that true you have to obey you have to obey hallelujah the last one i will give you is oh my goodness 
Romans chapter 12, verse 12 says, Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Ooh, wow. I love this ice cream. Oh, glory to God. Romans chapter 12, verse number 12. He says what? Rejoice in hope. You are rejoicing and you are hopeful. Hallelujah. Why? They say be patient in tribulations. That means it may not always go the way you want it. You know what I'm saying? Things may not always click in the way you think you want it to click. But know that the master planner is behind the scene. Are you listening to me? Anyhow, I got to rejoice. Are you listening to me? Be patient in tribulation. Are we patient in tribulation? Or we complaining in tribulation? Or we are murmuring in tribulation? Or we are asking God and doubting him in tribulation? If he says this, it means that expect tribulation. He said, be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. I have what? overcome the world I have overcome the world says the Lord be patient in tribulation what are you complaining about you are not the first you will not be the last tap into joy tell your neighbor tap into joy if you know that in spite of all of this I'm just going to tap into joy then your joy is not anchored on the things around you or the, the, the achievements that you have accomplished, whatever, whatever, you are anchored in Christ and in the Holy Spirit. That's where your joy comes from. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Are you listening? Somebody has a testimony. Rejoice with them who rejoice. God is in your heart. God is in my heart. Romans chapter 12 verse 15. He said, rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who will weep. I'm talking about original joy. I'm not talking about fake joy. Are you listening to me? I'm not talking about the joy that you just put on for a while just to show somebody that you are okay. But as soon as they go, you go back to the old self. No. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Just because the Lord commands joy and especially radiate joy that does not mean that there will not be any opposing forces against your joy the ultimate objective of the devil is to make sure you are not joyful is to make sure that you are morose you look like a mool or you look like a moose unhappy complaining murmuring digging your head down and snorting the dread like a pig that's the plan of the devil for you but if you know that I got a responsibility to God and to myself, I'm going to be joyful anyhow. Can you say amen? There will be trials. There will be obstacles. There will be problems. There will be dilemmas. There will be challenges. These are just some of the unpleasant words that describe the different situation in our life that may toss us from the comfortable joy ride. Hallelujah. Whether we face relationship issues, there should be what? Joy. Are you listening to me? Relationship issues. It can be relationship between siblings. Hallelujah. It can be relationship between husband and wife. The devil want to come in between. Don't allow it. Let joy reign. Can you say let joy reign? Hallelujah. Call your wife quickly. Call your husband quickly. And settle it. Let the joy of the Lord. You say amen. Hallelujah. There could be also 
financial issues. You know, some homes today, financial issues has taken away the joy. Are you listening to me? They say there's not enough money anymore. Uh, the children cannot buy this. Uh, we cannot do this. And because there's no money, it seems as if the joy is walking out the door. That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. Are you listening to me? There could be health problem. Before the one spouse was sick, everybody was jolly, jolly, honey, honey. But now there is a temptation of health issues. Joy is disappearing in the wind. Listen to me, brethren. Don't you know that it is the joy that will bring back the healing? Huh? Don't you know that it is the joy that will restore your finances? Don't you know that it's the joy that will bring you back with your husband? When you render praises eh, that heaven cannot resist, wherever she is, wherever he is, he will come back home. I didn't hear amen. Is he your son? Is he your daughter? Is he your cousin? Is he your nephew? Who is he? Your grandfather, your grandmother, your employer. In fact, my employer will become my employee because of the joy of the Lord. Can somebody say amen? Oh, some people are afraid. I say my employer will become my employee. My employer will become my employee because I reject the joy. And that joy knows no limit. That's the joy that heaven cannot say no to. Hallelujah. He says, if need be, I will give men in exchange for you. There's nothing that your God will not do for you. Can you say amen? You got to understand. What is threatening your joy? What is threatening your joy today? Tell me. What is happening that has not happened before? Tell me. What temptation is trying to shake you that has not been on the face of the earth before? But God says with that same temptation, how faithful he is. He said with the same temptation, what is he going to do? I will make a way of escape for you. I will make a way of escape for you so that your joy will be resounding joy I will make a way and I will make a way of escape for you for your family for your business, for your husband, for your education, for your career, for everything you do. The Lord says, He will make a way of escape. It doesn't matter what you're going through. He will make a way of escape for you. Nothing is beyond Him. So why don't you tap into joy the joy of the Lord will be your strength he will make a way of escape for you and you and you and you and you and you and you, and you, and you. 
he will make a way of escape. He's not a man. Nobody serves God and go unrewarded. God is not a liar. He's not a liar. I'm going to show you and share with you some keys that will help you sustain your joy. Listen to me. You have to guard and protect your joy. Are you listening to me? Don't be careless with joy. Anything that want to creep into taking your joy, be watchful. Quickly, restore, revamp, guard it, build it up. Because once the devil can touch your joy, you're already halfway going. Some people think joy is just when you come to church, you shout, you sing, and that's the joy. No, the joy stays with you. The joy goes with you. The joy is your lifestyle. You have to understand that you should not in any way allow anything, anything to tamper with the joy of the Holy Ghost in you. Because that's the plan of the enemy. And he will not succeed in your life in the name of Jesus. I'm not going to take much of your time. I want to share with you. I want to share with you how to maintain or retain the joy. I talk about sustainable joy. What I'm talking about is that it's the joy that does not dry up. It's the joy that does not quench. It's the joy that is ever with you, ever, ever radiant, ever present. And how do I retain or maintain my joy? Hallelujah. Number one, please, I'm going to give you three alphas. Three A's I'm going to share with us this morning. I'm not saying these are the only ways you can maintain, retain your joy. To be bubbling for the Lord all the time. But this is just one of the many ways in which you can keep your joy alive. Hallelujah. Number one, A is what? Your attitude. Tell your neighbor your attitude. I'm talking about maintaining your joy. I'm talking about a sustainable joy. How the joy in you does not finish. <laughs> Let me put it that way. That you understand that the joy that you have inside of you, you know, which is a well of rivers of living water, it does not finish. Feel like, I'm, not, I'm not feeling joyful anymore. It's like, no, 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 no. This one I'm talking about does not end. It does not finish. Number one strategy for you to have a sustainable joy is what? Your attitude. Hello? Are you with me? Your attitude. You must have an attitude of what? Thanksgiving. Tell your neighbor an attitude of gratitude. Hello? I'm giving you the secrets of having everlasting joy flowing without ending. Number one is your attitude. So the question I ask, what is your attitude? What is your attitude? Is your attitude towards God an attitude of thanksgiving? 
an attitude of appreciation? Do you know there are people right now who are in the war zone? Syria, Iraq. Are those people talking about Kentucky Fried Chicken? Hello, church. Or do you think that God, by His design, divine nature, cannot post you down there? You think God cannot post you down there? Hello? He can! When God wants to post you down there, He knows how to post you down there, that you yourself will say, okay. Ah, the creator of man, heaven and earth, if He want to post you to Iraq, okay. So you better pray and be joyful so that I will not post you there for training. Hello? What are you talking about? There are people who are finding where to hide their head. They are not talking about suit. They are not talking about chicken or turkey. They are just looking for where to hide their head so that bomb will not fall on them. Guess what? There are Christians there too. Hello? There are Christians there too. Have you seen Christians being beheaded in that part of the world? You are not there. An attitude of gratitude. You are complaining about shoe. You are complaining about car. Ah! My mate is using 2019. I'm still using this 2001 model. Father! Why are that forsaking me? Seriously? <laughs> that's why you don't have joy you forget too quickly look at it an attitude of gratitude what does it say in first Samuel chapter 12 verse 24 he said remember his goodness he said be sure to fear the Lord and serve him faithfully with all your heart consider what great things he has done for you wow really do you have time to consider what god has done for you attitude of thanksgiving is one of the keys to joy hallelujah First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 16 First Thessalonians chapter 5 I'm looking at an attitude of gratitude an attitude of thanksgiving listen brother sister if you have an attitude of appreciating God for what he has done is it count your blessings we sing all the time name them one by one when last did you count your blessings when last did you go back to say I remember when he did this for me i remember when ah he did that other one oh i also remember when he did that one ah oh i remember when he brought me to canada ah you remember now an attitude of gratitude is a key to a sustainable joy hallelujah 
He said what? First Thessalonians chapter 5, 16 to 18. He said, be cheerful. Mine says, be cheerful no matter what. Or maybe New Living Translation or Message Translation. It, it doesn't matter. It said, pray all the time. Thank God no matter what happens. For this is the way God wants you to belong to Christ Jesus. Your attitude of gratitude will help you to realize that all things work together for good. We remember, we remember all the things that we have gone through and all the things that he has done for us. That's Romans chapter 8 verse 22. 28 for we know that all things work together for good to them who love God and then to them who are called according to his purpose my brethren count it on joy when you fall into what various trials and temptation knowing that the testing of your faith produces what patience James chapter 1 2 and 3 you must be determined to be joyful Tell your neighbor you must be determined to be joyful. Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> An attitude of gratitude is so, so key. If you are someone who has a thinking mind, you will always have a thankful mind or a thankful heart. If you appreciate God, if you have the attitude of appreciation to God, your joy will not deplete. And that is my prayer for every one of us here today in Jesus' name. Number 2A. The first one I said is what? Attitude. The second A is what? Altitude. Your attitude will propel you to an altitude. Whew. Your attitude of thanksgiving and appreciation will propagate you, will catapult you to an altitude. You know what's an altitude? Yeah. God is high up there. Your level is not going to be here anymore. Your level is going to be there. Someone who is thankful will be catapulted to an altitude. What do I mean by that? Your altitude is your relationship level with God. Hello. Heaven knows you. That this is not one of them who cries out when he needs something. No. You have a relationship with God. You have a relationship with God. You are a worshiper of God. You reverence God. Anyhow. You reverence God not because of what he has given you. You reverence him for who he is. God sees your heart. 
but even if he doesn't even give you any material things, you're still going to worship him anyhow. You're still going to be crazy about him. Hallelujah. That's going to catapult you to an altitude, which is going to take you to another level that is beyond the ordinary level. You'll be transported from a level of complaining, a level of murmuring, a level of limitation, to a level of the superabundance of God, where you are in the right connection with God himself. Can somebody say amen? An attitude of gratitude we catapult you to an altitude of fellowship where you have first-hand connection and conversation with God. Hello. If you are already there, <laughs> it is only the things that heaven is saying that you are interested in. Hallelujah. Because you know that all things that are here belong to who? To him. So if you get connected at that level, do you think all these things under you are not yours? They are yours. So the relationship level with God is what is taken up. Establish a healthy relationship with God. Don't be someone who knock at the door of God only when there's trouble. Hello? Be someone who is always in the secret place of what? The most high God. That heaven does not need to say, who is that knocking on the door, shouting down there? Before you call, he say what? I answer it. Altitude. If you are grateful, God will take you up there. And you will be at that level. You will see what men don't see. You will hear what men don't hear. You will understand what's going on so nothing disturbs you. You can even have a blueprint of what Baba is going to do concerning you. And because you are up there, you know already nothing disturbs you. Hallelujah. An altitude. Praise the Lord. Let's look at Psalm 16 verse 11. Time is running very fast. I'll try to round up now. Psalm chapter 16 verse 11. altitude your relationship level with God he said you make known to me the path of life hello you make known to me the path of life in your presence there is what hello ah church 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 please I need you Amen. We need to soar up together with wings as eagle. Hallelujah. He said, you make known to me the path of life. Only when you are up there on the altitude will you know the path of life. Not when you are here ungrateful, complaining, murmuring. With a thankful heart, you get from attitude to altitude. With a grateful heart, you get from attitude to altitude. When you are there, you will know the path of your life. You will not ask questions. You will not grumble. You will not complain. You will not murmur. Hallelujah. Can somebody say amen? Because he says what? You will fill me with joy, joy, joy in your presence. Where does joy come from? 
doesn't come from wife oh i love my wife please don't get me wrong it doesn't come from wife it doesn't come from husband it doesn't come from money it doesn't come from cars it doesn't come from house i'm tired of my house i don't like it anymore it's common to me now it's not shocking me anymore i die i say why is there no window yes if oh god oh. why is my neighbor so close to me in nigeria i can pack my car in the backyard what is this see me see you no space i'm tired of my house no joy no joy joy comes from the lord only from the lord you will find joy think it's in the house go white house they are trying to run out okay all right that's joy your altitude number three a finally quickly from your attitude you get to an altitude with god finally the last a is what your activity your activity child of god what do you do who do you hang around with what is your conversation what do you discuss what do you listen to what do you hear who do you play with who do you chat with are those people sapping your joy or they are adding to your joy what are your activities eh? holy spirit feed sister holy spirit feel brother what are your activities what do you do it can end up pull up your joy or bring down your joy have you not engaged in some conversation with some people after you finish you feel something <sighs> why did i partake in this kind of thing eh? your joy just left you what are your activities you think it doesn't matter to god it matters to god where you go it matters to god the kind of music you listen to it matters to god the kind of people you play with it matters to god the kind of people you interact with do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers if somebody cannot add to you all they do is take away from you run I say guard your joy guard your joy be jealous of this joy because once this joy leave you oh, oh, oh you are looking for Jesus you are feeling something miserable something is not right with you nothing is happening again because you allowed your joy to be punctured what you do matter what you hear matter hello what you say matter what are your activities